The Boston Bruins are currently mired in a three-game losing streak, and to tee up tonight's game against the San Jose Sharks, and also just to discuss this team's performance in general up to date, I'm joined on today's episode by Scott McLaughlin of WEEI. So let's get into it, shall we? Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, November 30th, and I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Bruins part of your day every single day. Free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Before we get into my chat with Scott McLaughlin of WEEI. A quick reminder that you can find the podcast on social media at Locked NHL Bruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey thoughts at Ian C. McLaren. And if you are a Spotify listener and Locked On Bruins pops up in your Spotify wrapped, please feel free to share that and tag me um, and the podcast on X at Locked NHL Bruins and at Ian C. McLaren. All right, it's kind of a big game-ish for the Bruins tonight. A bit of a let's-make-a-statement game. After losing to Columbus the other night, they cannot afford to uh, lose to the San Jose Sharks here on Thursday. The vibes would be the opposite of immaculate. And to discuss Boston's performance to date, their recent swoon, and uh, expectations for the coming season – I'm going to be joined here by Scott McLaughlin of WEEI. So without further ado, let's get to my chat with Scott. All right, I'm happy to be joined uh, once again here on Locked On Boston Bruins by Scott McLaughlin of WEEI, uh, frequent-ish contributor to the podcast, and always great to get his insights, uh, boots on the ground. Uh, how, how are you doing this morning, Scott? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Ian. How are you doing? No problem. I'm doing all right. I guess it's afternoon now. It's uh, been a busy day so far, and uh, I don't want to say it's a a must win for the Bruins uh, on Thursday, but based on their recent performance, uh, you would think that uh, uh, a loss to the last place San Jose Sharks on home ice tonight would be, uh, you know, not not great for the Twitter vibes, at least. Um before we get to that, what has been your overall impression of the Bruins so far this season, kind of based on expectations coming into the year and the in the kind of post-Bergeron, Krejci uh, era that we're in now? Yeah, well, certainly to start the year, way exceeded anyone's expectations. And it was like, oh my God, are they really doing this again? Like They're, <laughs> yeah. they're just going to crush the league all regular season? And then you get this recent dip where they've lost three in a row, four of the last five. And so now the overall record starts to, you know, look a little closer to what you expect. Obviously, I think still it's still ahead of where anyone would have anticipated right now. 
they have the second best record in the NHL behind just the New York Rangers. So that's still really good. Um, but, you know, probably probably more drastic swings than you would have anticipated to get there where it's so unbelievable out of the gate and they're just winning everything, even, even when they're not really playing their best. And then it falls off so much where it's, it's not just a three-game losing streak. It's a three-game losing streak where you've lost all three games by three goals. You've given up 17 total goals when defense and goaltending had been so good. Um, so to see it swing that far back the other direction is is surprising. You know, I think it's safe to say like they're they're gonna end up somewhere between these two extremes and probably closer to the to the good side. Yeah, I think that that was gonna be my next question. Like uh in terms of the the recent three game losing streak, do you think it's mostly um chalking it up to just some regression from what was an unsustainable start? Um, or is this, I don't think it's kind of the team we saw against Columbus the other night. I don't think that's what we can expect moving forward, but not necessarily the team that was going at a over 800 point percentage either. Like you said, somewhere in between. So it's just kind of natural regression with the goaltending defensive lapses over the last few games, you think? A little bit. I do think the Columbus loss was a bit concerning just because that really felt like it It should have been the bounce back game. Like you, you get yeah. you get the losses to Detroit in, in the Rangers. And it's like, all right, those are really good teams. Back to back, weird afternoon games. Like, all right, you, that, that you can see. But, you know, you, you had Sunday off. You're in Columbus. They're currently have the worst record in the Eastern Conference. Like you, you should have been able to bounce back with the win there, mm. even without playing your best. And and they, they were just, on the they were on the second of a back to back too. I think right, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so just uh, so that that one to me was really like the 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 biggest red flashing light of just like wow that yeah. that was really awful. Um, you know, I maybe because it's the end of that tough stretch of six games in ten days. I don't, you know, were there guys who hey, we just want to get home get our day off, get our, our practice day Wednesday, which they hadn't had a practice in 10 days. So like, that's probably a factor too, but yeah. you know, that that's certainly a game that you would have expected a better effort. And, and just the, the breakdowns that they're making are, you know, one, I think they are fixable, but two, like it, it was three straight games of them where it's, you know, just really poor puck management, giving up odd man rushes, giving up seam passes in the D zone, yeah. uh, losing battles down low. Like, just honestly, like more effort, energy type of stuff than even really like X's and O's and mechanics of it. Like, so that, you know, that's disappointing. But if if they get on track here, obviously the home game in San Jose and. You know, then yeah. you get a Saturday night game in Toronto and then Columbus again. Like, you know, you, you bounce back, you start playing the right way again. And uh, I think you can easily put these three games in the past. Yeah. And talking about expectations, I think I think you uh, – I always want to say tweeted, but posted uh, this morning that you look at the Leafs and they have – what was the stat you posted about their regulation uh, regulation wins for the Leafs? Yeah, they they only have five regulation wins in twenty games, which is pretty crazy. Like that's 
it's it's fewer than Columbus. It's the same amount yeah. as San Jose. Like, and San Jose and Columbus have played a few more games, but still, they're yeah. The Leafs right now are I think they're third in the division, but they're really getting by yeah. on, on overtime and shootout wins, which uh, you know that's that's not the most sustainable model. Obviously, they they do have talent to win when they get in those situations, but uh, yeah, they they seem to kind of just be be hanging on and. Yeah, that's uh, especially with all their injuries in defense now, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, yeah, they can get uh, a win tonight against the, the Sharks. And then Toronto, again, at Columbus next week. And we'll talk more about um, maybe some changes up front specifically for the Bruins in advance of uh, tonight's game against the Sharks. And uh, some more Bruins talk here with Scott as the podcast continues. On a few occasions here in 2023, I found myself using the Game Time app in order to order tickets for concerts and uh, sporting events. And it is a great app where you can get all the information you need for your next event, including the best price guarantee and views from your seats. So you know what to expect when you arrive to the venue. Their all-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees, and you can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. With the game time guarantee, you'll always get the best price, and if you find tickets in the same section at Row for Less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets at the lowest price, guaranteed. Terms do apply. All right, continuing my conversation here with uh, Scott McLaughlin of WEEI. And uh, I believe, well, first of all, I want to ask you, after that Columbus game, uh, you mentioned the Bruins had had only one practice over the last uh 10 days or so were you surprised that they took uh Tuesday off following that Columbus loss or were you kind of expecting Jim Montgomery to to maybe send a message and say let's let's get right back out there and, and try to fix this no not surprised because th- there was travel involved and they just had this this crazy schedule not just three three games in four days but six and ten uh you know I think if if they were coming back and maybe playing again Wednesday night, they, they might've wanted to get in a practice in between, but because you yeah, had the, the two days taking one of them off makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. They do, you know, really, especially since Montgomery has arrived, they, they put a lot of stock in like the sports science team and right, sort of what right. they recommend in terms of rest and recovery and all that. And so I think while Montgomery, you know, might have some of those instincts of bad game, like let's get on the ice and skate them. He's also well aware of what the science of it all says. Right, and if right. they're saying like, hey, this point in the schedule, a day off is going to be more beneficial than anything you can do on the ice. He's usually going to listen to that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, they were back on the ice uh, Wednesday after doing their annual shopping trip uh, before Christmas. And it looks like there was some changes to the lines there in practice uh, in advance of tonight's game against San Jose. Uh, talk about what uh, Jim Montgomery's cooking here with the lines uh, looking for tonight anyways. Yeah. Well, uh, up front, it, it actually wasn't as many changes as I might've expected because 
in, in that Columbus game, he really threw everything into the blender in the second period. And like everyone was on a new line Wednesday in practice. It was really only one, one switch from what they were doing. And that was Jake DeBrus goes up with Zaka and Pasternak, which yep. is where Marshand was. Martian ends up with Matt Patra and Danton Heinen. So, you know, not surprising because that first line, something had to happen there. Like they, they had four really, you know, pretty rough games in a row, four games without a goal for, for Martian, Zaka Pasternak. Like that's, that's just not what you need from a top line. So totally understand breaking them up and trying, trying to spark Martian, trying to get, Pasenak and Zaka going again. Obviously, you know, put DeBrusque with Pasenak. Maybe that gets him going. So can potentially potentially get multiple people going. Um, really, with just like one or two switches. Uh, he kept Van Riemsdyk, Coyle, Frederick together, which is you know the one line that has been pretty consistently good for them recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know he also made a change on defense, putting. Hampus Lindholm up with Charlie McAvoy and dropping Grizzly down to the second pair with Brandon Carlo, which is certainly interesting because we almost never see Lindholm and Carlo split up. Like that's kind of become yeah. really one of his go-to pairings. Even when, uh, you know, when McAvoy was suspended, like I remember he started Lori Mason Lori with Carlo. And then by the end of like the first game, it was back to Lindholm, Carlo, and he had Lori elsewhere. So right. we'll, we'll see if he sticks with this. But obviously, you know, Lindholm McAvoy, in theory, should be like a truly elite pairing. And I think right. we've seen both of them have good stretches this season, but maybe not quite get to that ceiling that you know both of them have. Right. Yeah, I think, I don't know, just looking at the season as a whole and – any kind of concern points, I would say that Lindholm and Jake DeBrusque are probably the two that are seen to be kind of underperforming. Uh, talk about Jake DeBrusque first. What uh, what do you think is behind his his lack of production so far? As a contract year, everybody was kind of thinking he'd push for at least 30 this season, maybe uh, break out even more. Is it just bad luck so far, or is there something that's that's just not clicking for him these days? I think it's kind of a combination of of a bunch of things. One, obviously, he does have new line mates. He doesn't have Patrice Bergeron as a center anymore. Yep. That that certainly takes some adjusting too. By, by the way, I think we're seeing Brad Marchand trying to adjust to that too. Like he's yep. he's been quiet recently here. Um, but that's one. Two, there is some bad luck involved. His shooting percentage is, I think, still at a career low. It's like basically half his career average. So that that's a factor. Yeah. Like he's had some chances that haven't gone in. He's also he's also had a couple posts that don't even factor into that as as yeah, a shot true. and goal. Um, he's not in the first power play unit. That was yeah. you know he got some production there last year. We saw him. You know the one game Van Riemsdyk missed. DeBrusque went in there and he did score a goal with that yep. unit, but for the most part, he's been on the second unit and that basically brings with it about half as much power play time as he had last year. So uh, he's not getting as many opportunities there. He's, he's still getting a lot of ice time. Part of it is he's getting more penalty kill time, which very important to the team, not conducive to putting up more points. (laughs) Um, So a a little bit of all of that. And then there is also, you know, he's just got to, he has to do a little more. Like you see, 
those last two goals he scored in back-to-back games, both of them, he's going right to the net. He's taking the puck yeah. to the net, banging away at rebounds. And we probably haven't seen him do that quite enough this year. Right. So, you know, you, you'd say, hey, look, doing this got you two goals. Keep doing it. Like, you know, one plus one equals two. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so a little bit of a lot of things. I do think he he has to play a little better, but it's also worth noting, like, more good things than bad things are happening when he's on the right. ice. He, he currently has the best 5-on-5 goal differential of any Bruins forward. So it's not like they're getting caved in or giving up a bunch of yeah, goals yeah, or anything. Yeah. He just individually, you know, you'd like to see him scoring more. Sure, yeah. And maybe, yeah, putting him with Pasternak will help in that way. He could either, you know, charge to the net where Pasta shoots and he can bang in some rebounds or kind of everybody's focused on Pasternak and maybe Pasta can get the puck over to him for for some easy tap-in. So hopefully that will help to uh, get him going a little bit. Just kind of a bigger picture with DeBrusque. The contract thing's hanging over. Do you think he's kind of doing enough to want or to help Don Sweeney push him towards kind of a long-term extension or what's, what's his outlook with the Bruins? Do you think? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think there's mutual interest, but it's sort of in a weird spot right now because if you're the Bruins and he's, he's not, you know, producing offensively the, the way he usually does, you have no reason to budge or to go up from whatever their starting point might yeah. be. And if you're DeBrusque, you're probably looking at it saying like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to sign when I'm at a low point. Like right. I, I would think you probably want to bet on yourself that you're going to get better as the year goes on and increase your value a little bit. So it sort of feels to me like they're probably in a, in a holding pattern right now, just because, yeah. you know, either way, like you're, you're not, it feels like getting something done now is, especially for DeBrusque is like overreacting to, to a bad start and maybe not yeah. getting what he, what he would really want. So yeah, I think, uh, I think they'll probably be a little waiting a little bit longer, but it will be fascinating to see um, if, and when it gets done and, and what it looks like. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And we'll talk more about uh, San Jose here to come up tonight, as well as uh, a couple questions about Matt Potra here as the podcast continues. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. They have over 122 million parts for your ride, and you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. With the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into an MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. All right, finishing off uh, today's chat with Scott McLaughlin of WEEI and the Bruins hosting the San Jose Sharks tonight. An extremely winnable game, and I don't even want to picture what uh, 
the platform formerly known as Twitter would look like if the Bruins were to lose tonight. It's safe to say, though, whatever happens, there won't be any huge, uh, you know, reactionary moves or anything like that. It's it's kind of all uh, all systems go for moving on here. This is pretty much the team as it is for now. Scott, you think? Yeah, you, you know, if they were to continue this losing streak or playing poorly, like uh, I'm sure you could see someone get called up at some point. But yeah, uh, yeah, Jim Montgomery was asked about that on, on Wednesday. You know, kind of just about that idea of like, do you mix in someone fresh? And he was like, Nah, they're they're pretty happy with their group right now. Like they they think they have the answers within the roster they currently have. Um, but sure, if something continues long enough and you're struggling. Yeah, eventually someone could get called up, but uh, you know, right now they they have thirteen forwards. They like seven defensemen. Obviously, the two goalies. So I I can't imagine a uh, any crazy shakeups unless this right. continues. You know, say another few games. One guy I'm still kind of wondering about is uh, is Matt Potra. I, I went to a Guelph Storm game over the weekend. They looked they're on a four game winning streak at the moment. With him back, they could be you know, something, uh, I know he's already burned the first year of his ELC, but there's that 40 game mark to keep in mind with, uh, free agency bumping down from 27 to 26. I don't, I keep wondering if, uh, they might push that decision back closer to the trade deadline and perhaps maybe free him up to play for team Canada at, uh, the world juniors and then maybe decide on his future, for this season closer to the trade deadline uh, if they add, or if there's somebody at the AHL level who they feel might be more NHL playoff ready. Do you think he's locked in for the season or do you think he's there's any chance he's sent back? I think he's most likely locked in. You know, I I wouldn't totally rule anything out. We have seen him obviously at least production wise, slow down a little bit. He Mm -hmm. went, went 10 games without a goal and then, you know, finally broke out of that. But um, I think he's still playing pretty well for the most part, yeah. though. Like you're, you're still seeing a guy that helps you win games, and he's sort of settled into this. Well, I was gonna say settled into like third line center role, but now he's on the <laughs> line with Marshan. So I, you know, maybe you call that the second line. But you know, Coyle and and especially Coyle, but Zach as well have played well in front of him. I know Zach has gone a little quiet recently too, but for the most part, has been good this season. So I think. That, that takes some pressure off Patra where it's like he doesn't have to be the savior. Like he doesn't have to be a top right. two center right now. He can yeah. he can be a bottom six center. He can play 12, 14, 15 minutes a night and, you know, be effective in, the, in that kind of role. And and I think he has been. I think even when yeah. even when him and DeBrusque were together and not really scoring, like all the, the chances and stuff, you know, Corsi, all that, like, was all still in their favor when they were on the ice. So as long as that continues, as long as he's not, you know, a clear negative that's like hurting the team where he he really hits a wall and now like he's not holding up. Um, right. I imagine he'll be around. And the the World Junior thing is interesting. Like I, I think if it were happening right now, the Bruins would probably keep him because I think they want to just keep trying to win games. Yeah. But I don't you know, if they're healthy around that time like you can slide Morgan Geeky to center. You, yeah. you, could pro- you could probably get by. And that is obviously, a, you know, a 
a great experience for guys, but at the same time, like if he's helping you win, it's hard to let him go. Yeah. And if, if you're Patra, you know, I'm sure push comes to shove, like you'd probably rather stay in the NHL and keep, you know, fighting to, to maintain your yeah. spot in the lineup. The only thing I could see is if like Fabian Lysel gets even hotter than he's been in the AHL, you could, yeah, ship geeky over to center, call up Lysel. Who's got a bit more pro experience, but I mean, it's, it's good problems to have for sure. And especially the, the outlook for the future, a lot of people painting it as, as pretty gray for the Bruins, but you know, there's pieces there with Patra, Lori, Lysel. Um, do you think they would sacrifice any of those guys if they continue to succeed in an attempt to add maybe a top six forward or anything, or do you think that uh, Don Sweeney is going to be a bit more conservative in this kind of transition year for the Bruins in, in trades anyways? Yeah, I think, I think he'd be certainly be really hesitant to give up any of those guys. It would have to be, you know, like a truly elite difference maker. Yeah. Um, you know, just adding in general is going to be, be tough for the Bruins. Like, yeah. No one because because of what they've already given up asset wise in terms of picks, you know, it, it's not really sustainable to just keep doing that. It's yeah, it's 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 just it's really hard to then have impact young players in your pipeline. Um, yeah, for sure. So, I, I think like on the other hand, if you're one of the top teams, then you kind of owe it to your group to go for it. So, mm-hmm. you know, they certainly could be looking to. To add something, I think we all kind of look at it and figure, yeah, they're probably a top six forward short somewhere, whether, you know, most likely on the wing, but if you want to say you could still upgrade center, like, yeah, I'm sure that's, that's where you'd start and look there, you know, could you use a little more toughness on the blue line? Like possibly usually depending on what you're looking for there, like if it's a third parent guy, that's usually a little bit cheaper. Maybe you're not giving right. up a, a primo asset. So yeah, I, I'm sure they'll they'll be poking around. They'll be active yeah. because that that they're going to be there. They're they're going to be a playoff team, and yeah, they're, they're not without faults. So it, you you have to at least be looking around at what's out there. Yeah, and yeah, the the Atlantic Division is I don't know surprisingly kind of average this season. There's not there's like I'd say the Rangers, Panthers. Other than those two, there's not really much in terms of surefire things, I don't think. Well, Toronto, I guess. But it's pretty wide open is, is what I'm trying to say. So you never know. Once once you get in there, like we saw last year, not to, not to bring that up again. But, um, yeah, looking forward to tonight's game, hoping for a lopsided score in, in Boston's favor. And, and remind people where they can find, uh, find your Bruins cover, Scott. Yeah, well uh... – on Twitter slash X, I'm at smclaughlin9. Uh, you can read read my stuff on wei.com and check out the skate podcast from from wei. That should be, yeah, anywhere you get your podcasts. Very cool. Well, thanks so much uh, for for taking some time to chat, and and I'm sure we'll connect again sometime uh, later on this season. Sounds good. Thanks, Ian. Thanks again to Scott for joining me. Always great to chat and I'll be back tomorrow with a full recap of tonight's game against the San Jose Sharks. Definitely hoping for a win and uh, for the Bruins to get back on track here. Next up, 
do check out the Locked On Sports Today, which is the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. We got you covered from the top sports stories all day long. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Thank you so much again for tuning in today. Subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And we'll talk to you again here tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, part of the Locked, you know, yeah, your team every day. Done.